Rock the Ripple. Rock the Ripple. The Rock the Ripple Podcast with Narita McInnes. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock the Ripple podcast. I'm your host, Narita McInnes. It is so awesome to be here with you as always. And today is another very exciting day because I'm joined by a very special guest. She is a birth educator, a coach, a master numerologist, a course creator, not to mention an awesome writer. There is, of course, so much more to this incredible human. She is the one and only Georgina Grace. Georgina, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Thank you for that little intro. That was really sweet. Uh-huh, no worries. <laughs> I, got, oh. uh, I was like a little bit nervous. Oh, what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, mate, I am so excited to have connected with you. I saw that you did an awesome reading that was just so incredibly accurate with the one and only Rachel Vaughan. You are just a ball of awesome energy. She is just bloody awesome. Um, but I guess before we dive into all whatever flows through because we're just you know going to be having a good old-fashioned chin wag um, (laughs) I just thought I'd start off for those who don't know you and haven't come across you before maybe just give a bit of an introduction as to who is Georgina Grace (laughs) (laughs) awesome thank you uh I don't know it's a great question (laughs) (laughs) who is Georgina Grace question on everyone's lips no I I always get a bit stuck you know when I'm introducing myself of what am I who am I Mm. (laughs) but I so I guess I start with the basic uh labels I'm a mom of an almost two-year-old he'll be two next week oh my gosh (laughs) 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 I know I don't actually know how that happened but he's a fully-fledged tiny human yeah, walking and everything and words coming out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. His first ever sentence was, I love you. Oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> he said it like a little Frenchman. He said, Elijah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How good is that? How good is so that? Oh, good. He doesn't say it so much anymore. But when he first started, it was like every second, you know, thing that he would say. Now it's, very few and far between he must understand what it means now and he's like mm, you gotta earn this yeah <laughs> anyway so yes I'm a mum and I'm a wife and I uh, when I was about eight months postpartum I decided I'm not going to go back to work mm. so I decided to start my own business and um I I became very birth obsessed after the birth that I had with Ollie, my son, which was pretty cool. We birthed him at home, just my husband and I, so I was not going to have him in the system. Mm. Um, and and I had the most extraordinary experience, much to everyone else's like warning. What are you doing? There's something really wrong with you. That's very risky. No, you have to have babies in a hospital. Like, and I was like, no, no, I don't have to. <laughs> Women have been doing this for centuries, mm-hmm. more than centuries. I'm sure I could manage one child, you know. Anyway, it went incredibly orgasmic, like pain, painless and all, totally opposite to everything everyone had ever told me. And I became obsessed with it. I was like, hang on a second. It doesn't have to be traumatic. What the heck? 
everyone's I remember being pregnant with Ollie and sitting on the couch at my sister's house and I have I have five sisters but at the time there was only two of them or three of them I don't know and I was sitting I remember sitting in the middle sister here sister here sister here and they're all like over the top of me swapping war stories about their birth and like I'm just oh this is exactly what you want to hear when you're pregnant (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was just it's so common to have traumatic births and Mm. unfortunately these Mm. days um not on any fault of the woman of the system because Mm. it's designed and set up that way um because women are the most powerful species on the planet in my opinion I mean we can grow birth and nurture life with nothing else external Mm. (laughs) there's nothing nothing more powerful than that and if you're a power hungry group of people who do you want to attack the most (laughs) yeah Yeah. women Mm. Mm. it is women and you know there's such a women's rights movement that's been going on for so long except when you get pregnant then you have actually no rights (laughs) yeah wow wow no rights you have to come in on our appointment on our schedule you got to take all the tests that we say you have to take um you have to you know basically do everything that the white coats say that you have to do everything even through the labor process everything and it's so bad that if you don't they mark little things against your name and then um that can be used against you later on. Like South Australia has these things called birth restrictions. Oh my gosh, I'm going way off topic. This is not introducing myself anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Go for it. Just go where it goes, mate. Awesome. <laughs> so South Australia and WA are the two states that have these things called birth restrictions, which is bullshit in my opinion. Am I allowed mm. to swear on this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. You may. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yes and basically they're like these governing rules that say you know you in South Australia particularly you can only give birth either in one of their hospitals or one of their hospital home birth programs um which you know people have been um I've known people who have had their babies taken off them for suspected free birthing meaning birthing on your own terms Wow. You're, not allowed, you're not allowed to do that like <laughs> it's it's so so bad and then when you couple South Australia with being the highest uh you know the state that's like the most child trafficking and stuff like that and they've got mm. these crazy birth restrictions any any chance to take the baby away you know mm. I've got friends of mine who she gave birth in the hospital the way they wanted but she declined a certain intervention during her process yeah weeks later weeks and weeks later the baby came down with something they put it back to that one thing that she declined and took the baby away what yeah okay yep it's really messed up it's really really messed up and women everywhere like one in three women now are walking away having traumatic births. One in 10 are reporting obstetric violence. Like that's actual stats, but that, that's only the women that are re- willing to report. Mm. It's so, it's so messed up. The birth industry 
That's what I call it. Mm. It's so, so, so messed up. And there's no resurrecting it. There's no saving it. There's no changing it because it's designed that way to take women's power away. Because after I birthed my son the way that I did, there's nothing, you cannot get in my way. You know, I'm like fierce mama bear. I will do things my way. I know what's right for him. My instincts are fully intact. You know, I can never doubt my instincts or my intuition after birthing him that way. Um, But when things get um, in the hospital and then they tell you that essentially your body's not working, so we have to help you birth this baby because your body's not capable on its own you come out of that experience already feeling like you've failed questioning every little thing that goes on because the power was taken away from you Mm. it takes women years and years and years to come back from that experience and in fact in Ayurveda they have this saying it's 42 days for 42 years which means 40 the first 42 days after giving birth sets the tone for how the woman that mother is going to mother for the next 42 years wow I had not heard that wow yeah yeah Yeah. and so it's in and in those in the cultures where they really empower the woman and celebrate the woman and care for her they basically have her off her feet for those 42 days the whole family the whole village whatever they come together and they really care for the woman they do these amazing um, ceremonies daily that really nurture her body and bring her body back to itself, back in itself, spiritually and physically. Um, They feed her. She's fully taken care of. And the women are thriving. And not only are the women thriving, but also the whole society around her is thriving Mm. versus in our culture, it's like, oh, you've had a baby? Well, let me come over and let, you know, you entertain for me and then let me leave a big mess for you to clean up. Let me just take your baby away for you, which is the number one most, like, you, do, you don't take a baby away from its mother anywhere in nature. Mm, no. Except as humans. Mm. <laughs> and there's something wrong with you if you can't do that, you know. So it's just royally and you've got to bounce back you know oh you like you've got this bag of skin on your stomach like that's not good enough you got to get that back together you know it's mm. just insane insane anyway tangent but I don't know that's me <laughs> yeah no I love it I love the tangent I can tell how passionate you are about it and I remember reading on your website your birthing story that's like this chick can write because I was just like I loved how you wrote the the start of it so for anyone who's listening you've got to check out her website and read her story her birthing story it's so <laughs> it's so fun and like it's just real and just how you write it. it's just awesome so I just had Thank to say you. that <laughs> uh, I was like I love that story so much that I need any excuse to put it anywhere (laughs) oh I was like I I need to make a website just so that I can share that story on there and I feel like your husband who is just awesome he has to get uh you know a a bit in here because he did play a starring role in in that um do you think we should sort of mention a bit about that now my birth (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah (laughs) yeah I'm happy to talk about it 
Yeah, yeah. We've got lots of topics. I know, and I want to get to the um, numerology as well too, because I am so fascinated by that as well too. But yeah, give it, give the people listening, like, give them just a bit of a taste of that story that you share on your website. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I, where do I start? Um. Uh, okay, so I gave. I was, I became pregnant with Ollie um, and I always very specifically say I became pregnant, not I fell pregnant because that's a term that was created to make women feel like they've fallen somehow, you know, Mm. they've fallen from like they're beautiful, you know, no longer are you a feminine in your maiden, do you know, it's like you have now fallen. (laughs) It's it's the nuance, there's so many things, isn't there? It's just There's so many things. Mm. Every time I hear a woman say when I fell pregnant, (laughs) it's like, all like this is a miracle that you're doing this there's nothing oh my gosh no you became pregnant I mean mm. I don't even know if that encapsulates it but it's better than falling yeah definitely <laughs> no? love that <laughs> so um yes I became pregnant with Ollie in oh I don't remember when the year was <laughs> but you became pregnant That's I became pregnant yeah. with him yeah, yeah. and You know, at the time, I didn't know any different. I'd been pregnant a couple of times before. Unfortunately, they didn't go the whole way, which Mm. is very, very difficult. But I've learned a lot from those experiences. And um, it was like three months in a row, three pregnancies in a row, bang, 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 like that. Yeah, it was insane. And I I had a taste of, because because I had the miscarriages, during the wildness of the pandemic Mm. I'd had a taste of how um hospital people can treat you and Mm. just horrible 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 um like I remember going into this appointment I was shaking I was by myself this Corey was away for work Mm. um and I remember having to drive like 40 minutes to this hospital to get the results of this test that I'd had a few days before Oh, and even that test, you know, you have to go in, you have to get these ultrasounds. And if you, they can't pick anything up on the external mm. um, ultrasound, they have to put this wand inside of you and they, you know, really are not gentle with it. And it was this man who was, you know, I, I just felt so vulnerable. And mm. I remember him putting this thing inside of me and he looked down and he gave me this look and said, oh, you're still, oh, you're still bleeding. I'm like, well... Yes, it's oh, wow. oh, <laughs> just horrific. Anyway, so I remember going to this hospital and this woman, I was the only one. It was the middle of COVID. Everything was marked. It was just red tape everywhere. And I was the only person in this whole waiting area, which was, it was a massive waiting area. She mm. came out after about half an hour. I remember sitting there like shaking because I'm hold, trying to hold it together. I knew what had happened, but somehow this having this woman confirm it you know it wasn't confirmed until she confirmed it and that yeah it was it became real then yeah yeah but she mm. she came out after half an hour of me waiting and um was like are you Georgina I'm like there's no one else here and <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sitting amongst ghosts like yeah. <laughs> and then she's like oh I've just got someone on hold I'm just waiting to hear blah 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 so I'll call you in, in a bit I'm like okay um still like 20 minutes later she eventually calls me and she's like oh, you may as well come in while I'm on hold because otherwise you'll be here waiting forever I got no eye contact from her 
not a single moment of eye contact. I came in, I sat down, she sat at her computer, there's hold music on speaker and she was just typing away at her computer. And then after about five minutes, she says, yep, so there was a pregnancy. It's now complete. Just wait a month before you try again and um, you're good to go. That was it. No eye contact. And I'm like shaking. Oh, mate, that's horrible. Just horrible. No, no human skills whatsoever. It's like not a small thing you're talking about here. No. And I was just like, so, so that's it. She's like, yep, there was a pregnancy. It was complete. And just wait a month before you try it. Do you want a pamphlet? (laughs) Like. That was it. And I had to drive 40 minutes home, like bawling my eyes out. And so that kind of already put me on the, like my backup when it came to the system. Mm. But at the same time, I also had no idea of the system at that point um, in terms of the birth system. Mm. And so I became pregnant again with Ollie and, you know, you can imagine you've had two losses already. So every day of this pregnancy is like, like going to the toilet, checking for blood, like like it's just constant. Yeah. And then there was a part of me that knew that this was going to be the right one, like this was going to go the whole way, but I can't, like those brain patterns are there now and those images of seeing just blood waking mm. up in the morning, it's, 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 it's horrible. It's absolute, like there's nothing like losing a baby. There's nothing mm. like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I became pregnant with Ollie and I went to the doctors like everyone does. You go to the doctors, they give you a blood test. They ask you, oh, ha- have you have you peed on a stick? I'm like, yes. Fucking, do you think I'm just here? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just seeing? <laughs> so no. pop in, am I pregnant today? <laughs> so stupid. Um, so I peed on the stick and then he gets a blood test and da-da-da, they check for your H. Your, your beta HCG levels, which is the pregnancy hormone, if you have lots of it, that's a pretty good chance that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing again, he's just sitting there typing away on his computer and he's like, oh, yes, it's very high. I'm like, great. Now what? What happens? He's like, oh, you don't you don't know? I'm like, well, no, I haven't been this far before. You know, it just mm-hmm. ugh, it was just really frustrating. And basically he was just like, yeah, okay, well, the hospital, I'm going to refer you to the hospital and then you'll get a call and then you'll do your appointments through the hospital. Okay, I guess that's what you do. So mm. I did that for the first half of the pregnancy. It was horrible. The experience was horrible. This was like in Tassie as well. Uh, we were living in Tassie at the time. And, you know, the restrictions there weren't as intense, but the fear was like it was crazy because mm. the population there is so senior. Yeah. So everyone is, and because they had the borders and it was like, oh, they're going to open the borders soon and, mm. you know, what happens. And every appointment going into that hospital, it was, I got the spiel every single time. You've got to get, no, don't have soft cheeses, but you need to have this, mm. you know, like I uh, said no every single time. Corey wasn't allowed to come in with me. So it was just like I was just being attacked every single time I went in there. Um, and it was horrible. Like you don't know which midwife you're going to get each appointment you're going to go into unless you get on a special program, which they told me all about. And then they're like, oh, but sorry, you're too late for it. So never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just everything about it was just just crap. And um, the last straw happened 
when I went into an appointment, I had this old, old midwife. She looked like she'd been around for freaking ages. She was a dinosaur. And she did the whole spiel. I was like, oh, here we go again. I said mm-hmm. to her, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the, I'm just not, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she threw her arms up in the air and went back in her chair. And she said to me, well, then if you don't get the vaccination, then you may as well start preparing to give birth to a dead baby. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, she was so serious in her face. And so, Mm. and meanwhile, this was at the time when, the stillborn rate was really skyrocketing. There was lots of um, lots of babies going through the those what are they the like uh, the, the crematoriums like there was yes. you know it was at the time where all of that was really heightened and I was mm. like, and then she's telling me that I'm going to give like I'm going to kill my own baby because I don't That's horrible you know it was just. I ran out of there bawling my eyes out so mm. mad but also there was a part of me that was like am I doing the right thing like you mm. know questioning myself yeah but I'd also was like I'm never I vowed I will never ever go back into this place ever again mm. I don't care what it takes I'm not I'm not I cannot trust these people who are giving me death threats to my unborn child you know yeah, that's just yeah yeah horrific um and that's, you know, I'm just so grateful that we were already awake to everything because there are mm. a lot of women that I know who got the same thing and they gave in and got mm. it. So mm. I'm just I'm so grateful that that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. And <sighs> I guess that sort of thing, ha- I guess in a way, had to happen to shift to, for you, A, to see it, um, and to then step into this next phase of um, doing it yourself, which, you know, a lot of people, um, like you said at the start, don't haven't had that experience or know that. And I, like, I love what you were saying about how all the families gather around and just all that sort of stuff. It's so different and so foreign here that that sort of, I mean, depending on, you know, your, your family structure and, and things like that, but uh, in general, like it's this one way um, or no other way. So can mm. you talk about what then, so you had that experience, then what happened? Yeah. So I, cause Corey wasn't there. My husband wasn't there. So I had to relay to him what had happened. Yeah. And <clears throat> he was immediately like, oh, no way. No yeah. way. He's mm-hmm. like, I trust you and I trust your body. So yeah. however you need to do this is how we're going to do this, mm-hmm. you know? And then I was really naive because I thought, oh, I could just hire a private midwife and I'll do it myself. But Private midwives, I've learned, are few and far between. The hoops that they have to go through Mm. in order to become a private midwife is actually insane. And even then, they're still governed by APRA. So they're still, even though they come to your home and they do it, you know, like that, they still have their own guidelines and everything that they have to follow. So anyway, it was like... I was 30 weeks pregnant. I'm like, what am I going to do? I had never even heard of the term free birthing before. I'm not going into the hospital. There was no one. There was like three private midwives in the whole of Tasmania and all of them were booked out like, (laughs) like 
you know, pregnancies in advance. And it was, just, I, I finally found a, an ex midwife of like 15 years who had left the system because of the mandates. Mm. Um, and she'd become a doula. And so she was like, okay, I'll support you. I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then it got to like 38 weeks and she pulled out last minute. Oh, wow. Yeah, she pulled out because she'd realised the gravity of what would happen to her and her family if APRA found out because even though she wasn't a practising midwife, they somehow still have some hold over her legally and if they found out what she was doing, she could literally lose her house, lose everything. She freaked out and pulled out her support. Oh, my gosh, I'm like 38 weeks, like going to pop any day. Um. So I was like, well, we're obviously destined to do this our way, mm. my yeah. own. Um, we did, Corey was a bit nervous because all of a sudden he was the one now. It was like, there's no one else mm. in the hospital. There's like all of the hospital staff, the nurses and the, you know, OBGYNs and all of that stuff. Mm. And then when we had a support person, it was her. Mm. But then when she left, now it's him. Yeah. And the most magical thing happened when that happened. All of a sudden it was like, this is my family mm. and I'm taking charge. And there was something that came out, out of him that was, I was like, oh, I wasn't about to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have another one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's like primal, you know. That yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. And they know what to do too, you know, like they're part of this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so so he was a little bit nervous about, you know, oh, what if this, what if that? I wasn't nervous. The moment that that we were like, okay, I'm doing this, it was like, oh, I am woman. <laughs> like I was just so fully in my, I'm got this like this is what I was born to do and there was just this like I don't I don't even know this confidence I I don't know where it came from but as soon as we switched from going through the system to I'm doing it my way it was like I couldn't have imagined that kind of confidence coming out of me you know before Yeah. yeah and so it just the moment what I learned is that the moment women actually step into and own and give themselves permission to be in their power magic happens wow literally yeah I I think that happens full stop whether I mean whether you're giving birth or not but I think in this situation especially like wow wow yeah yeah it was it was I had never felt that way about myself ever in my life until this was happening and so I was I was I'm like everything's fine man we're cool this is this is we got this, you we know. Lori, on the other hand, was a little bit like, what if something, you know? And mm-hmm. so we did this course with this amazing couple who um, he's like an ex, I don't know, ex-paramedic, but he was the kind of paramedic that would get like helicoptered into the middle of the jungle and deliver, a, you know, babies in, well, he wouldn't deliver them, but he would support, yeah. you know, in like crazy. So, but they had both left the system as well and put together yeah. a, um childbirth outside of the hospital outside of the system and it was basically just what to do when shit hits the fan not Mm. that it will because it's very rare but if you're aware of them you know of what could go wrong and when you need to call for help and what you can manage yourself Mm. 
that course we did that for like it was it was like a four or five hour course we did it via zoom and ollie came the next day wow <laughs> just so it was all fresh and you knew what was gonna go that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah exactly we didn't have to use any of the techniques but it was it was like the thing that Corey needed to feel energetically ready Mm-hmm. And as soon as he was energetically ready, Ollie was like, great, I'm coming. And he came at 39 weeks and two days Wow! by their calculating system, which is mm. also bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's the lead up to giving birth. Do you want to know about actually giving birth? Well, I feel like we should definitely highlight a little bit here. And I, I know that there was also a catch involved. Um, so I feel like we should at least highlight that on the show. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'll just get right to the point. Cause you know, I can obviously talk for days. <laughs> Love it. So I was contracting really well. And by the way, my labor was not typical. They say that you're, you're, you know, you're in labor when you have three contractions in 10 minutes and they each last 45 to 60 seconds. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> it didn't come. It no. didn't however. No, it was like I had a contraction at this time and then it was like half an hour later, another one, and then 15 minutes and then 10 minutes and then 45 minutes. It was all over the place. I didn't know I was in labor until I saw the bloody show. And if you haven't heard of the bloody show, it is it is gnarly. It's like <laughs> when you get pregnant, your body plugs itself up with this mucus plug mm. and then you know, when you're about to give birth, it's, it, it comes out, you know, cause your cervix yeah. <laughs> starts opening and then it's like, nothing's holding it together anymore. And this thing was dangling between my legs and I was going <laughs> at it for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, Corey, quick, go have a look at this. He took one look at it and was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> are we having an alien? <laughs> he started Googling. What does a prolapsed cord look like? Oh, that's so- <laughs> started freaking out. Anyway, that was my transition period spent on the toilet, gawking at this thing, hanging out of me. We had a shower over bath. Mm. No, we had a shower with raised sides. It was not a bath. We spent yeah. a lot of time looking for a plug to plug up the hole and we couldn't find one. So Corey ended up duct taping the hole over. And when I was like, we had this beautiful moment where I'm, he's sitting on this chair and it was like really intimate. And the people we did this course with are like, how you give birth is how you uh, created the baby in the first place. Like that level of intimacy. And it was really beautiful and like that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that contraction felt a little bit different. Corey was like, should I get the bath ready? I'm like, yeah, I think you should get the bath ready. And he just pushed me out of the way. <laughs> I was like, out of here, woman. Like, I'm now. This is my place. This is my role. <laughs> so he pushes me out of the way, literally pushes me. I'm like oh, falling on the floor. Um, he goes and gets the bath ready. I'm like, the contractions are coming in hot. They are coming in hot. And I'm pacing in this bathroom while he's getting the water ready. He finally gets the water ready. I step in. It burns my skin. Like, it's so hot. I'm like, Fuck, Corey, you've got to put more cold water. Too hot, so I get out and I'm like pacing these contractions. There's no break between them now. I'm like, this baby is coming. Like, hurry up! And then, and then, so he's like, so we don't have a plug, so he has to pull the duct tape off, empty it out with like buckets of water, and then fill it up with buckets of cold water. And he's got like this little thermometer he uses for his coffee to check. And like, meanwhile, there's a baby coming. 
dick.com and he's like finally okay I think it's ready so I get in I'm like oh instant relief he pulls up a chair in front of me and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head I'm like go and make yourself a coffee I don't know why I told him at this moment when the baby's <laughs> about to come I'm like go and make yourself a coffee anyway he goes out makes himself a coffee <laughs> away and and um then I'm in there swimming around I'm having my body's giving me a little bit of a break which was really nice but then I hear this massive bang and I'm like oh what was that? I thought like there was a bomb drop or something. And that actually that was my waters breaking. That was just wow. the, yeah, the wildest. I can't even explain. It was really crazy loud. Anyway, as soon as the waters started breaking, that was it. Like this baby was crowning. And um he came back and he was his eyes were still rolling about. He didn't quite get his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do well being awake at night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, so then it was like three big contractions and it was really amazing feeling your baby move through your body. And like I said, no pain, no pain. Mm. It was, I'd, I'd switched, I'd done a lot of work on my language around pain and I realised that when I would say that I'm in pain, that was me essentially saying that my body's working against me. Yes. So I would call it power. Mm. My body is so powerful. And that was really empowering as well. Yeah, and that. I really didn't experience any pain. The closest thing was probably when he was crowning, you know, mm. like head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was three big contractions and I felt him come down and like massage his head down and then he would come back up and then he would massage down again a little bit further and push further down and then come back up and it was the third one that he came and it was on the third one where I had this really profound moment that's never left me and that was I he was so on the edge of being like in the world and not and I was roaring like I don't know where these primal sounds were coming from but I was roaring I remember seeing Corey in front of me like oh my gosh what's happening and my eyes were closed and for a split second I opened them up I was in like this deep yogi squat like (laughs) and I looked up and it would have been like a tenth of a second that this happened but there was I was surrounded by like generations of mother oh how beautiful and they were there was this one main one in the middle and she she was like dressed like so beautiful like headdress some kind of like primal I don't know royalty and then there was just women all around and they were drumming and singing and chanting and it was like they were calling this baby in and what I since learned is that Ollie is uh I had a reading with Rachel and she said that his soul level is so high like he's wherever the souls are from Mm. he's like royalty there Mm. and but she said it's weird because he's gotten that high ethically and he, mm. like, he's not of human, you know, and so him yeah. choosing to come to earth is a really big deal mm. and so he obviously chose you for a reason. Mm. Um, and that also makes sense why I had a two, two miscarriages before him because it was him trying to come through but I wasn't at the right level 
to bring in such a high level soul. I needed to upgrade a couple of times. Yes. The whole time I thought I lost two separate babies, you know, but it was just skin bags. Mm. (laughs) That probably sounds really bad, but that's all it was. And it was the same soul coming through. So anyway, these women were there in ceremony because it was such a big deal that Ollie was coming in. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. It was like, like, this is a really big deal. And then the next thing I know, he his head popped out and Corey was like, I can feel this head. I can feel this head. I can feel this head. I was like, okay, good. That's good. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. That's amazing. There's a head. Uh, yeah. And then so Corey's hand is down there. And he says, and if you ask him now, he'll still, he'll still get a teddy bear out and he'll still show you exactly how he did it. And he's like, and so, and then I felt him and then, and then he like slightly twisted and his top shoulder popped out and then, and then he slightly twisted the other way and his bottom shoulder popped out. And then it was just, boom, and he came out so fast, like so fast. It was like a rocket. And then I put him on your chest and it was all good and he was fine. And he had all the fingers and all the toes. And that was, that was it. That was our birth. Wow. How freaking special. (laughs) How freaking special. And just that moment as well like of just the the generations and the women there Mm. like you're never alone are you and it's Mm -mm. just and you would not have had that experience I don't think if and but it it would never have gone any other way than this way this is how it was supposed to be do you feel that yeah absolutely and I through the whole pregnancy I was very clear that Ollie was actually leading the way his soul was dictating how things should go and Mm. you know when the last doula pulled out she she somehow managed to find two or three other women who could support me in her place she felt so guilty for pulling out Mm. and that was just like even though they were there and like anyone else would have taken those options there was something so strong in me that was like no they're not right yeah you know there was just always something that I was like no 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 and so it's like your intuition, like, and that, and like, I think, you know, w- when you're pregnant as well, like, I feel like, you know, people say that your intuition is heightened even more. And I love that you said that, you know, Ollie's leading the way because, you know, he's a soul on in his own right coming through. And yeah, and like, what two better people to come through to? You've got Corey, the catching champion, and then <laughs> yourself that has gone through all of that to then, you know, really know that actually, because I mean, I've often thought about this as well, too. I mean, people were having babies before all of these um, things were in place. So um, yeah, it's just, it's such an interesting thing and then now you get to help and support other women uh in their process so you've got courses and things and people can work with you to to do that is that right yeah absolutely yeah so I am in the middle of writing my own birth education course which is really exciting it's called birth right r-i-t-e and it's you know I gave birth the way that I did and it was so freaking insanely unimaginably amazing I was like everyone needs to know that this is not abnormal this is how birth is to go yeah so I went crazy and I started supporting birth um I became a doula and I supported all versions of birth and the wild thing was every single birth that I supported ended so traumatically Mm -hmm. it was like 
a hospitalized birth. It was all the interventions under the sun. There was one where the woman actually lost her baby, you know, mm. and there was another one where the baby almost died. It was like a 60 hour long, you know, obviously before I started supporting birth, I, I was like, I'd done so much research into the system and how they manipulate and how they control and take power away. And mm. I looked into the science that they have that supports all of the guidelines that they use for all of the routine interventions that they offer all the mm. women and and the science is just full of crap. It's just <laughs> no science. There's a mm. lot, there's a lot in the birth world that isn't supported by science. Yeah, right. That yeah. they do so routinely, so, so routinely, even like monitoring the heartbeat. This is something that they just do. They just do it. And there is no, there was never any science or any anything done to ever support that from the beginning Mm. and now it's too late now they can't do any because it's not ethical yeah you know so there's just so much and every single birth that I supported has been so deeply traumatic traumatic for me to support you know let alone for the woman Mm. Um, but I've since learned that that's what needed to happen I needed to uh, you know, there are doulas and birth workers that have never experienced what I've experienced. Yeah. Um, so as hard as those those experiences were, I've learned so much. Mm. I have learned so much about birth and about it being a per- portal. Um, I've learned about the system. It's something wild to research about the system, but then to see it play out firsthand yeah that's crazy and um so I'm putting together a birth course where I'm going to teach you all the things that they don't want you to know Mm. and I'm going to teach you how to energetically protect yourself because birth is a portal and Mm. when you're giving birth in a hospital especially the number one place where dark entities and energies and anything like that is it's like the hospitals are the hub for them because there's just trauma after trauma, after trauma that happens in there. And no one's going around a hospital with a sage stick. No. <laughs> you know, like, Not that like, we know of anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they used to do that. They yeah. used to do that. This is like yeah. where midwives originated. They were called the three sisters. I'm pretty sure this is accurate. The three sisters would come and they would, birth was considered dangerous in the sense that it would open up a portal and invite all of these, you know, you were open to all of the dark things coming in. So these three sisters would show up and they would bless the space and cleanse it and, you know, ward off all of those dark things. But then anyway, the church got involved and didn't like women having all of this power because it was really a women's domain, childbirth. And then um, then that's when gynecology was born and only men at the time could study. Women weren't allowed to study. So, but if, you know, so then it gradually got taken away from women and it went from like men trying to understand how birth works they can only relate to the woman's body as a machine and that's why so much of the terminology is all mechanical Mm. (laughs) when it comes to our bodies it's all mechanical it's the only way they can relate to our bodies it's not a mechanistic we are not machines (laughs) you can't just like turn a dial up and then you know but that's what they think Mm. um and I don't know where I was going there. 
yeah your course so yeah you're, you're, oh yeah, yeah. So, so everything you've learned and then all of these things you're bringing it in together now um yeah. so people can and then choose from their own intuition and from where they are at to mm-hmm. to decide okay how am I going to do this to, to, I guess it's to give them another option and to inform them of another way really absolutely and that's the thing you know they when you go through the system, they don't tell you what you need to know. They they tell you what what will happen if you don't do what they're saying you need to do and they'll often make it really intense and scary. They'll go straight to the chances of your baby dying or you dying. Mm. And it's like so the statistics are actually so low. Like, for example, a woman who's 34 versus a woman who's 35 35 is considered geriatric in the birth world. Mm. (laughs) And as soon as you're considered geriatric, oh, your chances of the baby dying is doubled. But when you look at the stat, it's 0.01 versus 0.02. So technically, yeah, doubled, but very tiny doubling. Yeah. (laughs) But they don't tell you this stuff. And they won't, when you ask questions, they don't want to answer those questions. And a lot of them don't know the answer because they're so trained in the routine of just, this is what you do. And this is what you do. And this is what you do. Mm. Um, And so part of this course is about like, these are the complications that are likely to happen, the what ifs. And with those complications, here are the interventions that they're likely going to offer you. And this is the process of those interventions that happen, you know, they might want you to come in and break your waters, right? Because, oh, it's getting close to 40 weeks, which it's all estimated. You can't mm. you can't actually know when you are due unless mm. you know the moment the little spermy went into their egg. Like, <laughs> and yeah. you don't, it's all hogwash. It's all, you yeah. know, different places in the world consider different you know, like in Japan, 42 weeks is considered full term and anything over that is over. Mm. (laughs) Whereas here it's only 40 weeks, you know. So it's like how can it be different? It's not like women are different, you know. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so they'll get you to come in and break your waters, but what they don't tell you is that, oh, now you're open to, um, because the bag of waters protects the baby from bacteria and all this kind of stuff. So the moment they break them, oh, now we need a pump you full of antibiotics because there's an infection risk. And the moment they do that, it's like, all right, but now we need to quickly get this baby out because we don't want them to be in there for too long without their waters. And mm. But essentially you're forcing your baby to do something it's not ready to do. So yeah. of course it's then going to get intervention equals intervention equals intervention equals intervention. And then your whole body is like, hasn't hasn't had a, even a chance to do what it is naturally meant naturally to do. Naturally supposed to do. That's right. And then you come out feeling like you've already failed. Your body already failed. Like I didn't even get started before I was told I'm failing, you know, and they literally say that to women, you're failing to progress. And it's just, it's, it's, and then, you know, a woman could come out of her birthing experience roaring like a lion with so much power mm. and you can't mess with her or she'll come out totally a shell of a human being, which is happening so often. And like, I just cannot imagine a world full of women who are so empowered by their body and their birth, you know, like this mm. is, I've, 
became so obsessed. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I mean, I feel like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And these things happen. Like, you know, hindsight's beautiful as well, because you can go, okay, well, we know now why I had to go through that shit and that pain to be able yeah. to go through this and, um, and then to be able to help so many other people as well. Like, mm. you know, it's just, uh, you know, th that's, yeah, like I said, beauty of hindsight. And now, like, I can see how passionate about, about it. Like, it's just obvious and it's there's no doubt that you're just going to keep learning, keep teaching and keep growing all, all of this, you know. Mm. And Ollie came through to to help with that too, you know what I mean? So Yeah, absolutely. And he, so he's a ruling one and born on the first. So yeah, so let's get into some numerology now because <laughs> yes. that was going to be my next question. What is, what are his numbers? And yeah, talk <laughs> to me. Yeah, so Ollie is, he's born on the first. He was born under a new moon and first, and he's a ruling one. He's a ruling 10-1. So you can be a ruling 19 one, you can be a ruling 28 one. He's a ruling 10 one, which means he is writing this down. so like a pure one energy. That means yeah. this is potentially it could mean that this is his first lifetime as a human, very first one ever or first one for a very, very, very long time. Mm. And one energies are people who, they're here for a very specific reason. They always do things with purpose. They will not, like, you'll never see a one energy just, like, roaming around the shops, browsing. Like, they move with purpose. They will go to the shops when they have something to buy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't waste time. They're on yeah. a mission. This is how they do everything. And they can get really frustrated. Frustration is... Like every number has their like their main emotion that they feel. One energy is it's frustration and it's like <laughs> so so this is my son. This is Ollie. He is don't you can't tell him what to do. I've known that from the very beginning. Even when I was pregnant with him, I cannot tell him what to do. We'd go in for scans and things. Yeah. And he would do backflips in there. I remember there was this one skin I had to do it. And you have to like drink all this water. It is the worst process. You have to oh. drink water so that you can basically push him to the surface so that he can be show, show up on the scan. I did this. We were at this freaking hospital trying to get this scan done. I don't even know how many hours. I'd had so much water. They make you hold on to it for the longest time. Oh, man, I'd piss myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I did. And... um. Yeah, he just wouldn't. He just did not want to be seen on the, at all. And it didn't matter what, like, I'd go in afterwards. They would use a little Doppler thing on my, no, not interested. They'd freak out because they couldn't find the heartbeat. I'm like, he's just hiding. He just doesn't <laughs> want you invading his face. Like, yeah. you know, so <laughs> leave him alone. But, yeah, understanding his numerology has been the biggest gift for me because, one, it's made my job so much easier as a parent. I understand his unique frequency. You know, mm. like this is the frequency that he vibrates on. And if I try and impose my frequency on him, mm. it's mm. not going to work. And I've tried <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> so 
I've got to let him vibrate at his own frequency and understanding what his frequencies are is just, oh, makes everything so much easier. And him being a one energy, it's literally just like, let him lead the way. Mm. And every time I do that, magic happens. Like he will, one of my best friends in the whole world I met because Ollie was insistent on us leaving the house right there and then. No, nothing like he was just, he had a t-shirt on, no pants, was completely naked from the waist down. I had no shoes on. Like I'm usually walking around with no shoes on anyway, but you know, anyway, it was not a time that we were going to be leaving the house. I was in the middle of packing and all of this stuff. Anyway, he grabs my hand, reefs me out the door he leads me to the park. I didn't even know he knew how to get there, but he walked me to the park the yeah. entire way. We got to the lights. He je- he wasn't quite tall enough, but he gestured for me to push the button and he stood there with his hands like, you know, folded and waited for the little man to go green. And when it did, then he pulled me across the road and he walked me directly up to this woman who was there with her husband and kids. And then since that moment, we've been best friends. Wow. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. I love that. Yeah, he's something else. And so I've just got to let him lead the way. Like we've seen wild koalas out on walks that we were not going to go on because Ollie wanted to go on a walk. We've Mm. seen families of dolphins that like I've never seen dolphins before in my life. And then all of a sudden I see dolphins because we are leaving the house when Ollie wants us to leave the house. (laughs) And he's, yeah, He's a natural born leader. And this is what one energy is. They're natural born leaders. They are, don't tell me what to do. I will lead the way. I will not follow anyone else's way Mm. (laughs) at all. I have to negotiate with him like all the time. He's not even, you know, he's not even speaking full English yet. Mm. He still very much speaks his own language, which I love. I love his little language. So. that's awesome. I just love that that he I'm just picturing him walking down the street with you leading the way just going, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk to this woman over here and it's just like it, when you allow for the magic as well, like how special is that? How special mm. is that? So you so with the numerology, like that is like frequency, it's energy and people come in with different Things. So I know that that's something that you do as well. You do um, numerology sessions with people. So what is it that you look for? And, um, you know, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I can talk for days about this. Um, <laughs> well, just give me any topic and I can talk for days. <laughs> Don't even give me a topic. Just yeah. let me. Just I'm let with me. you, woman. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So. So what I practice is Pythagorean numerology. I'm pretty sure that's what Dan Millman talks about in his book. I haven't actually read his book. I really should get around to reading that (laughs) because people are like, anyway, they always want book recommendations. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, this is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) But I learned from a woman who she'd been practicing it for like 30 years and she learned from a man who'd been practicing it for like 50 years. So it's like been Mm. passed down knowledge. Something special about that. Yeah. Um, So Pythagorean numerology, Pythagoras was a white man who lived around 500 or so BC. You know, this numerology is something that's been around way longer than he existed, but he was the first white man that people took notice of. And usually in history, when white men did stuff, that's when, you know, history is written by the victors. So um, it's called Pythagorean numerology. And essentially, you know, as you know, the universe is made up by energy 
That is mm. all it is. There's nothing else that goes on there other than it is all energy. Mm. So Pythagoras, what he did, which was very convenient, was he labeled the energy with numbers. Mm. There is infinite amount of energy that exists in the universe. Equally, the numbers one to nine, there's an infinite amount of combinations. Mm. So it works really, really well. In numerology and in other um, modalities also, it's said that we sign a contract before we come into each life cycle. And on that contract, we put everything that we're going to experience, the date we're going to be born and the name we're going to have Mm. and everything in between, every tiny little experience. And so essentially when I take your birth date and I take your birth name, I create a chart which is basically that contract for this life cycle, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) And that contract tells you everything you need to know about yourself, what, how you make decisions, whether that's more from an emotional centre or more from an intuitive more from a intellectual space um it tells us about the kind of health you're going to have this lifetime it tells us you know i can work out different time periods in your life you'll be governed by certain energies and what certain personality traits you have and what kind of work you should be doing or what you're like in relationships or what your parents are going to be like growing up when you're Mm. a kid like there's so much, so, so much. And you you can do this obviously with people, which is what I mainly do. I do readings and stuff like that, but also I teach numerology and I love where people take it because if you think of what has a date and what has a name, everything, yeah. <laughs> everything. And so now you can start to uh, like, numbers are the language of the universe Mm. when you understand what the universe is saying to you through the numbers it's limitless Mm. absolutely limitless and all of the big organizations and the big elites blah 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 they know about this stuff of Mm. course they know like this is what runs the world and I'm like well screw them why should they be privy to this information and not us you know (laughs) yeah like we are the pure hearts (laughs) those are just assholes using it to manipulate us like screw them you know so I'm (laughs) this is why I'm teaching it I'm like oh everyone needs to know about this wisdom because it Mm. runs the universe there's nothing there's no career there's no job that doesn't distill down to numbers Mm. and you know you can you can use numerology to understand the destiny of a business by the name that you give that business Yeah. You can use it to um, launch certain things on certain days where the energy of that day, particularly for you, mm. is more conducive to what you're wanting to pull in. Yeah. Um, I use it when I do work with um, women who have had traumatic births. I work with them afterwards to help their healing, blah, blah, blah. I would do a chart up for them so I can understand exactly how they tick. And, I, mm. and I'll coach them to that chart because this their chart is their truth. Yeah. You know, and so it's a direct access in. Mm. Yeah. So with the numbers as well, okay, because I know there's lots of different variations of um, numbers and all that sort of stuff. Yes. But it, And there's an infinite number, one to nine. Um, 
then there's master numbers or mm -hmm. what are, what do you call them not mass um what's the number or is it master numbers that goes up to 33 is that right yeah so master numbers are essentially doubled numbers yeah yeah they can be any double numbers it can be 99 is a master number when you double a number you get double of that energy which makes it potent mm. and also equally uh like heightened senses as well yeah for example yeah. 11 11 is a master number but it's a double one ones are very powerful people they are like the natural born leaders a, a one energy will watch someone do something and then do it better without even having to think they just know the better way to do it one energy is usually like the people who they're the number one percent right they are the elite athletes the they even need to be running their own business or be the CEO, be the boss. Like they mm. want to be the best. When you double that energy, that becomes really potent, mm. really, really, really potent. But because of, the, and because of doubling that heightened sensitivity comes with that heightened senses. So mm. the 11s are like, they have psychic ability. They have, um, they're the uh, spiritual messengers of the numbers and highly ambitious because of the double one energy. But because the double one also equals two, it comes with more sensitive, like two energies are very sensitive people. These are mm. the connectors, the collaborators, the, you know, they're the peacemakers. Um, so if an 11 energy isn't stepping into their power, often they can, um, they can be more submissive. They'll be yeah. more of the two energy, which is the number two. So mm. second in charge, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like with a, a, a 33, then you'd like, you'd have the 33, but you'd also have the six mm -hmm. energy. Because I never, I always thought it didn't go up to 99. I thought we stopped at 33 and then like, because you add the numbers together. So if you were like a um, five and a, okay, like if you yeah if you were num <laughs> wait numbers <laughs> if you're a number that was above that above 33 then you add it together and then that was your number is yeah so people right? yeah it is right um very good job <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning maths <laughs> numbers um i'm not good at maths but no, <laughs> i'm good at numerology they should teach numerology in school not maths cuz maths oh. are I would have freaking loved it if they taught numerology because I've always been fascinated with numbers and their meaning, but not maths and its meaning. And uh, maths has its place and it, totally, but yeah, it just, yeah. The, the ways. The, yeah. It's yeah. a very small percentage of people actually go on to become mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> like, Emily was never going to be me. <laughs> no. Don't get me wrong. When I was in school, I used to love. I was doing like year 12 maths in like year eight and year nine. Like I You're crazy woman. Yeah, I was crazy, but yeah. it was like, I loved it because it was like, there are certain formulas to answer these questions. It was not open-ended. It was not up for discussion. Yeah. There was no interpretation. It was like, this is it. And you can yeah. get the answer right. And I loved that. Give me five mm -hmm. pages of an equation. I would solve that because there's a certain method and process and equation to solve it. Mm. I didn't like open-ended things. I still yeah. don't. And that's, I think, why I like numerology so much is because you can't mess with it. I'm taking your numbers, your mm. numbers, and I'm relaying information back to you based on what the numbers mean. I can't mess with that. Of course, there's intuition that comes in and my, you know, my um, 
background in coaching and stuff like that mm. but at at the heart it's your numbers mm. you know and so to answer your question let me get back on track here um yes so you add them together and then that's the, that's their number so we call that either ruling number or the life path number they both mean the same thing which is essentially the add up your birthday individually mm-hmm. so my birthday is 24th 11th 2 plus 4 plus 1 plus 1 plus blah 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 like yeah. that you get to a number and then you add those two numbers together and that's your ruling number or life path number however a lot of people will disregard the number before so if you add up my birthday i get to 30 mm. three and zero is three yes. so i'm ruling three but i'm a ruling 33 i because i'm very thorough <laughs> and a little bit anal I don't like to disregard the first number because every number that is involved with your numbers your birthday your name yeah. tells us something about you so what's yeah. that so so sorry to interrupt so you so you got the three and the zero but what number would you be disregarding so people will just call themselves a three I'm oh, just a three. does that yes. make sense gotcha yes so it can be I could be a 21 three or a 12 three Mm-hmm. both of those are very different to a 33 yeah yeah someone can be a 27 9 mm-hmm. or 36 9 both are very different flavors yes gotcha yeah so mm-hmm. two people who are ruling nines can be very different because of that number before yeah and other things but really that number before oh yeah yeah gotcha yeah yeah mm. Mm. yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, I think, sense? yeah, it totally makes sense because I was thinking back to Dan Millman's book, um, which, like I said, years ago I read it, but I've still got it. Um, and it does, it has the number before and then your ruling number or your life path. The whole thing is your life path number, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that number in itself tells us so much. And often people will have numbers in their ruling number that they don't have in their birth date. So, mm. and because, you know, I always say that people design their own contracts mm. and I, I love knowing this information because I'm like, oh, you have specifically put this number there. Why have you specifically put this number there? Yeah. How does this make sense to you in your life and your life path and all of that? It's just, it's absolutely fascinating. And people like I do readings with people and they don't know really what they're getting in for. <laughs> <laughs> we do these readings because um they think I don't know what they think when they're going to get a numerology reading but they don't they they're like whoa like this is this is something else yeah (laughs) no it's really so detailed like so so detailed and they come out of them often because I make it my mission to set Mm. people back on their right path yeah and um yeah they often come out of the readings like I just can't even I just can't even deal with like that was one woman was like I'm gonna be a millionaire (laughs) at the end of the reading she was like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a millionaire I was like yeah yeah you are yeah why you can't you know but it's it's and for me like when I understand started understanding my own numerology it was like I'd always struggled with money always struggled with money and I've done I can't tell you the different money mindset things that I've done over the years and the different programs and the this and the that and blah, 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 and and then I and then I learned numerology and I was like 
I just don't have any of the money numbers. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really come naturally to me. The uh, numbers you're born with, your natural tools and talents. So the mm. ones you don't have are your natural challenges. <laughs> mm. And they're there for you to teach you to, so you can learn and grow. Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if you, if you live in alignment with your numbers, then abundance flows. But we often spend most of our lives thinking we have to do everything totally not the way that it comes natural to us that's Mm. not enough either our conditioning has told us no don't do it that way do it this way or it's you know society and there's someone else that's become successful so let's emulate that except they've got completely different numbers to you so of course (laughs) yeah yeah and you know I I really relate to that because I I I that's why I never do a like a step-by-step this is how you do it like I'll say this has helped me this way it's a bit of a framework but do it your way because you can't no one is the same no one is the same Mm. unless they're born at the exact same time at the exact same place Mm. and have the exact same name you know but even then they're going to have their own different flavors because they have different upbringings and their parents Mm. have different numbers and different frequencies that they impose on them and you know it just goes on and on and on and so when you understand most of my uh abundance or success which are really (laughs) I'm nowhere anywhere yet right (laughs) but like most of it has come from when I've understood my own numbers and I have played to my own strengths yeah when I do that abundance has come Mm, (laughs) even though I don't have those numbers and I understand the natural flows of the universe (laughs) so I can use that to my advantage as well yeah, well, because you, you're allowing it to flow and that's that's what it, it doesn't matter what numbers you are. If you, if you again, it comes back to stepping into your power as well too, knowing yourself and the numbers can help do that and get you reflecting upon, you know, where you're going and you can see why you've had challenges and things like that. But yeah, it's allowing it to flow and using your strengths. And that doesn't mean, yeah, it, you have because you none of us can do everything anyway. <laughs> no, no, but there is a level of expectation that we have of ourselves that we do everything, and yeah, you know, a lot of that that's conditioning, right, to separate mm. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so mm. that we're not a community. Yeah, supporting people for each other. No, we've got to go it alone, and you know, mm. and it's, yeah. So, so many tangents. I could just go down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you all day. I can't even remember what time I press record now. Uh, how long have you? I have no idea. No, it's because I just I feel it, I, it's so good, isn't it? It's so yes. good. And there's just, I mean, I just think, um, it, and like numerology, like there's astrology, there's so many different tools that we can tap into that we can use to harness our greatness. Um, mm. And so much of it just comes back to us, um, you know, doing the work on ourselves and trusting ourselves. And like you were saying earlier, our intuition and really listening to that. And that's, mm. that is when we step into our power. That is when we know ourselves and to have a tool like numerology, just be able to also mirror back. Oh, no wonder I'm sort of been tripping up in that area. Oh, that makes sense because yeah, when I do show up in that way, I've, things just seem to flow and it's that is just another tool to help us to get us to know ourselves better isn't it yes and um I'll take it even further and say like understanding your path as well you start to see why you had to 
had necessary for you to go through those trials and tribulations. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. And you, you, it becomes unquestionable when you're looking at it. <laughs> this is, and it's, and it's uncanny because you're looking at it and you realize I designed this from the very beginning. This exists in my numbers. And it's, and it's, people are like, how did you know that? <laughs> you know, how did you know that happened at that time in my life? Yeah. I said, well, you put this in your contract so that you would experience that. Mm. You know? And that's, it's a whole other, yeah. And it's really cool as well, Narita, because I've, with the births that I've supported, there was, I mentioned there was one woman who lost her baby at, she was 37 weeks pregnant and then her mm. baby's heart rates just stopped, heartbeat just stopped. So I did a chart for her baby. Mm. I got to give her a reading for her baby and tell her all about what her baby is like. Wow. Oh, that's so special. So special. And so yeah. now it's not like she can relate to something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives it just, it, I guess it fills that sort of gap. I mean, it would be just horrific and um such a tragedy but at the same time to be able to have that what a gift what mm. a gift mm. Mm. just yeah. so magical and yeah I did a reading for an 11 year old girl once like a few weeks ago and I was like somehow doing a reading for her at 11 somehow healed and in something in me at the same time because yeah. this information understanding yourself at this level from that age where we usually spend those next 10, 15 years going through like the freaking like spin cycle of like, who am I? What do I want? And oh, all of this stuff, you know, yeah. she gets it from 11. Oh, that's just showing off, isn't it? Like really, <laughs> I wonder that like, it makes me think of that scene in the labyrinth. Have you watched that movie, the labyrinth? Have you ever watched oh, it? Forever. Oh, I've talked about it before and at the start like this little worm things you know the lady asks the worm oh which way do I go to get through the maze and um, I need to get to the castle and he goes I'll go that way and then she sort of goes on a merry way and has to go on this big adventure and he's like oh she went that way she would have gone straight to the castle which is exactly <laughs> where she needed to go but you know I guess she had to have those trials and tribulations for her journey and for other people and especially mm. these kids coming through right now they're just Oh, they're oh so God. powerful. They're so tuned in and tapped in, aren't they? And they're bringing the yes. frequency up of this planet. Yes. Well, let me talk about that because yeah. <laughs> one thing that I mentioned in, uh, uh, what was it? It was this, anyway, in the course that I'm doing at the moment, the numerology course, Yeah. Um, we were learning about ones and twos. And it was really funny. One of the women in the course was like, um, her daughter, she's I think she's 60, this woman. Her daughter asked her, how's your course going, mom? And she's like, oh, good. We get to learn about one and two today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So funny. That's but, awesome. you know, I was like, this is an adult learning class. We are learning about one and two. <laughs> but anyway, oh. so if you look at history, we've been in the 1900s. We've been in the thousands, you know, so it's been mm. 1900, 1800, 1700. And this one energy is a very dominant energy. It's a masculine energy. Odd numbers are masculine, feminine numbers are even. So we have been under the reign of masculine energy mm -hmm. um, for such a long time. Yeah. And now we're in the 2000s and particularly the 2020s because it's a double up of that two energy. Mm. It's the twos are like everything they do 
at the base of everything is love. Mm. They want to keep the peace because of love. They are like they're the ones that are going to work in teams and collaborate and, you know, like they're the gatherers and the they want unity and togetherness. Mm. Like the father, leader, masculine, protector, that's one energy. Two energies more like the mother energy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So these babies are being born in the 2020s. There's something really special about them because they are coming to literally raise the vibration Mm. and they're doing that with their numbers automatically. And I don't know, every woman that I speak to who um, has had a baby in the 2020s, she's like, they're, they're like, there's, it's required and demanded more healing from me. Mm. Because we are like 1,900 babies trying to raise 2,000 babies and we don't know how to do that necessarily because we've never had 2020 babies before. Yeah. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? Yeah. And then so when I relay that back to the experiences that I've had supporting some of these 2020 babies, these babies are something else Mm. that have come through. And it's it's just, it's, it's actually wild. And so it's... It's at a time now where um, being a mum and mothering, we're coming full circle here, um, (laughs) it's so important to empower women and motherhood now because there's such an attack. There's been such an attack on mothering for, oh, my gosh, thousands of years. Mm. But now it's like with these 2020 babies, they are really, really something else. And if we have mothers who are traumatized and beside themselves and shells of a human being trying to raise these babies, we're going to end up with all of the, what we've, what we've seen in the media, the hyper feminized, you know, men that are not men and women who are hyper masculine, you know, like Mm. it's all going to just be really messed up. So it's really, really important now, you know, to, work on ourselves, to heal, to do whatever you need to do to actually be in your power because these babies that we're having, these are the ones that are really raising the vibration that we need to eradicate all of the darkness. Mm. Doing it one by one is not enough. Yeah. I did a reading for a woman who's like on the ground in the states on the ground in there actively trying to pull the babies the kids out from the tunnels yeah and she was like depleted beyond depleted she was having a reading because she was like I know this is my life purpose but this is really hard yeah it would be oh my god chewed up and spat out and people who are part of supposed to be part of a the movement up there to bring these people to bring the kids out Mm. are like traitors you know like they're in there trying to like mess it all up and so she's been led down certain paths and like it's just it's so full on and I I remember saying to her like this is not how you're meant to do it Mm. this is not how you're meant to do it you gotta find a ley line and sing loving songs into that line we gotta raise the frequency work on your healing this is how you do it yeah Amen to that. Amen to that. And I know because Rachel talks about that as well too. She's incredible and there's people around the planet doing that. That's what we do when we talk. 
about <laughs> that's how we do it though yeah we do we raise the frequency by knowing where these ley lines are is knowing that the frequency our frequency is so freaking powerful and when you combine all of this stuff together mm-hmm. that is what shifts it and then you've got the kids coming through that is shifting it and mm-hmm. um, you know we're in the the energy of the two now and like nothing's going to stop that we're here for thousands of years now in that so <laughs> Um, it's just, yeah. it's like, it's unstoppable. Like it has to happen. Yeah. And it's just shifting. And we're still, we're like, there's still bits that have got to be, you know, um, that has to fall away. Um, and then we get to be here for this experience of seeing everything transform. It's like, how lucky are we in a way, you know, just, yeah, like, it, yeah. it's really cool. It's really, really, really cool. And like being a mom with Ollie, who's something else, you know, it's it's like watching it happen mm-hmm. and I have had to dig real deep so many times because there's just ways that he knows that things yeah. happen that I don't I just don't have the baseline for that knowledge or wisdom that he does mm-hmm. and it's really hard because I was brought up in a very authoritarian household you know and there was lots of abuse and lots of like don't Rolls. speak lots of rules you know I'm a survivor myself like a not of SRA but of child sex abuse yes and many other versions of abuse Mm. (laughs) shouldn't laugh about it (laughs) well you can you know at the same time like and I know you're not laughing about it like as in that but it's kind of like you've gotten through all of that and that's where your your strength and your power comes from as Mm. well like you know it just only made you stronger well, I was meant to go through it. Yeah. You know, I was if you set up your contract, if you're looking at it that way, you can't deny right. it from that point, can you? No, I can't. And it's, but it's as. It doesn't make it right, though. It doesn't make it, it right. It doesn't make it right. But no. if I wasn't exposed to it, I'd be on a very different path, you know? Yeah. And I needed to be exposed to it because you just, yeah, there are people who you think you can trust that you can't actually trust. Yeah. And that is very important for how I mother Ollie, you know, Mm. like I'm, I'm protective of him. Yeah. Pretty protective because I know the reality, Mm. like I'll let him do whatever the heck he wants to do. Honestly, my only two rules are don't eat shit and don't run onto traffic. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't run onto traffic. Please don't run onto traffic. (laughs) If you can avoid the possum shit, please, that'd be great. (laughs) That'd be handy too. (laughs) Yeah. Don't need that shit all around the house. (laughs) literally those yeah. are my only two rules but when it comes to other people with ollie i'm very protective yeah um i wish it didn't have to be but yeah and you do. yeah you do and i think and that and that's i mean because that is where a lot of that stuff happens is you you just don't you just don't feel like that someone um will do that because you won't do that um but had mm. you not gone through that experience and your eyes wouldn't be open enough to be able to pick up on the signs that you need to pick up on and that doesn't mean you're living in a place of like oh everyone you know but you but you I mean that's the sort of depth that is needed to be able to because these kids and any kid any person mm. are so mm. important um mm. and it's vital that we know sort of what game has been played otherwise if you don't know there's a game pe- being played but if you don't know it's being uh you're on the court like yeah then you you, that's the thing don't you you just got to be aware got to be aware and even I'm these days I'm more energetically protective of him yeah because of his soul level Mm. (laughs) 
And I'm so aware of how easily and quickly things can get in and attachments can come in and yeah. mess with his frequency because that's that's often how he's mostly been attacked. Yeah. And it's been really wild. I have to tell you this story. Ollie is so tuned in. Like he has some English words, but he still mostly speaks his own language. Yeah. And but he has his way of communicating with me, of course. And there's been times when I will be putting him to sleep at night. He's still a breastfed baby, of course, because he'll stop when he's ready. You know, I cannot tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> How could I? He's royalty. Yeah. <laughs> like give him the boob when he wants it. Yeah. Um so I'll be putting him to sleep at night. And there was this one time I was doing that and he was so calm, so relaxed, so peaceful. It was just would have been minutes and he would have fallen asleep and out of nowhere he just springs up and he's sitting up so straight and he is like hysterical completely beside himself like screaming like something's trying to take him like this kind of like high pitch primal kind of scream I'm like whoa okay so I pick him up and he's trying to communicate to me something so I'm following his lead of course and he's pointing he's pointing in this direction he's pointing in this direction he's pointing in that direction I'm following where he's pointing he finally takes me over to where I keep the sage sticks oh wow and he's pointing at the sage sticks and he's like pointing and he's just so beside himself so I start lighting the sage sticks and when the smoke starts going and it goes off because I'm like lighting this thing (laughs) (laughs) and it starts going and then he starts going bye 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 just waving at the smoke bye bye for like five ten minutes constantly bye bye so I join in bye-bye and we're all saying goodbye to whatever we're saying goodbye to because if I don't do that then I'm gonna freak out (laughs) (laughs) and then after 10 minutes boom asleep wow I'm so glad you shared that story that is massive that is massive and I just I mean and these things happen all the time and if you're not aware Mm. and if you're not um in tune uh, with you know being able to listen like mm. you, you can be, mistake it for something else like and mm. yeah yeah I know yeah. I remember having a conversation with one of my friends and she was talking about how um, her friend's kid just kept throwing itself around the room mm. um, and she said you know that's not her kid like that's not her, that, your kid's not doing that and I think um, when you're not aware of uh, open to the energetics and what can possibly happen there. So I love that you spoke about that because, I mean, again, going back full circle again, we are all energy. And so, and then our frequency, like his light, Ollie's light would be so bright. So it would attract a lot as well too. So the fact that you know what to do, but he, more importantly, even he knows what to do. Knows what to do. Yeah. 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 And it's not like I'm like a sage stick person you know all the time like I it's just yeah. there randomly and when I feel like I need to light it I light it and do some smudging but nothing yeah. I've n- never done anything crazy in front of him you know but he just knew immediately yeah. and yeah it was just and stuff like that has happened you know quite a lot and 
I know that it's because he's such a high level soul and they want to attack the power of mm. course that's yeah. they're the one and that's I've had so many women that I know who have had experiences like this with their 2020s baby mm. yeah so powerful and they're just under attack I mean the whole world is literally attacking these babies mm. yeah so and- many different avenues as well yeah yeah well that's it too and it's not to be like come from a fearful place it's actually how freaking powerful I mean I always say how freaking powerful must we be I mean and you think about the kids coming through how powerful they are like Mm -hmm. they've got this they've Mm -hmm. got this we just need to like let them lead learn and and know sort of the power of what is going on around and then I mean all we can do then is do our best and um you know and but be aware it's sort of key isn't it it's vital especially now yeah it's absolutely vital to be aware and like the healing work on yourself is so important because when you trust your own instincts then you're able to fully trust their instincts not only trust them but hear for them listen for them and understand that they are instincts not Mm. just you know a lot of people think that babies are just you know hopeless little meat sacks they can't do anything for themselves but they are so intelligent they are so 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 intelligent from the mm. get-go, even like how they are born, it's so into. I always say to women, you're not going to birth your baby. <laughs> you are birthing each other. Yeah. Because yeah. you are. The baby does a lot of the work and your body does a lot of the work. You just have to get out of the way of that. Yeah. And allow the process to happen. Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah. Love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could talk to you all day long and <laughs> I know I could, and I know we would, <laughs> but I'm that, like, I'm like, there's still so much that we haven't spoken. We'll have to do another one. We'll have to do another one. We'll, all right. So um, it's just awesome. Um, uh, so, well, how can people find you, Georgina? How can people find you? So I will be starting a podcast. I was hoping to get it kind of ready before this. So I could say you could go there, but I had food poisoning in the last couple of weeks so that was not good no no let's start a podcast then (laughs) no um yeah so I will be doing that but my website which is georginagrace.net um my I have two different social media pages one's for the birth one's for the numerology Mm -hmm. the birth is my name georgina grace underscore and then my numerology is at law of numbers yeah and that's is that on instagram that's on the instagram yeah on the gram yeah on the gram awesome oh that is so good i'll pop all of your links in the description um so anyone can find you and click through and then when the podcast is ready they'll be connected to you so they will be able to tune into all your wisdom and awesomeness (laughs) i've just freaking love 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 chatting with you i knew it was going to be so much fun so thank you for sharing your heart with us is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up today oh my goodness just thank you thank you thank you you. this has been so fun so easy talking to you um it's like i've known you for a long time so it's just feel that too yeah So cool. I can't wait. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast whenever oh, I have Oh, yeah. Come on, look out. Look out. Game on, baby. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you rock. That is so cool. Well, look, I just want to thank you and I want to thank 
everyone who has tuned in to you at home. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have absolutely loved this as much as Georgina and I have. And um, yeah, if you want to leave a comment, subscribe, um, leave a review if you're listening anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you know, I always love hearing from you. So thank you for being here. And Georgina, just thank you again for being here. And little Ollie making a guest appearance right at the very end there. Thank you, Georgina. And Ollie. Thank you so much.